Hello and welcome to the Centre Pass podcast brought to you by Netball Draft Central. My name is Jared Gardner and I'm joined as always by Stephen Rally, Taylor Mulkey and Sophie Taylor. The week one of the finals is in the books and some big results. A bit of an upset, the, the Vixens defeating the Magpies, so the Magpies are done for the season. Steph's Morelli, uh, it's it's an unfortunate result after the last few weeks of form we've seen from the Magpies, uh, but the Vixens just too good in the end. Yeah, the Vixens were definitely too good in the end, and like like you said, the Magpies have had a few good rounds, and the last they're building some momentum. But I think the Vixens just knew like their backs up, their backs were up against the wall. They had to come out, and they to their credit they did. Um, Magpies, obviously, it's come out now that Medhurst was playing with some broken ribs. I, that's probably played into it a little bit because she's one of those game-changing players for the Magpies. But at the same time, you've got to give it to the Vixens. They went out there and absolutely smashed it in that first quarter. Yeah, and they've got a matchup with the Swifts on the weekend. Taylor, the Lightning, getting the job done in the major semi-final and booking their place in a third straight Super Netball Grand Final. Yeah, Langman set the tone within the first 30 seconds, taking an intercept off uh, the Swift centre pass. And I think, you know, they just built from there. And uh, credit to the Lightning, I just, it could be a three-peat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Sophie, do you think the Swifts and the Vixens are going to play it out in the prelim final? We'll get into our preview a little bit later. But is is there anyone that can beat the Lightning at the moment or are they on track to, to win their third straight Super Netball title? I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm I'm still kind of focusing on the prelim more than the grand final. At the end of the day, I'm one of those people who doesn't want a three-peat because I think it's just boring. Let someone else have a win. So I'm, I think if the Vixens make it to the grand final, they have a real chance. We did see them beat them this season, um, whereas the Swifts, if they play the same way they did on the weekend, I think they have absolutely no chance. Yeah, as we kind of spoke about last week, they're just they're just stumbling and just getting those unfortunate injuries at the wrong time of the season. Uh, we'll get into that major semi-final first, and it was the Lightning defeating the Swifts 58-48. to And this was a result that I personally expected, and I expected the, the Lightning to do it pretty easily. Um, but it's just... It's a, it's a really scary side and, and there's just so many good players on the court for uh, for the Lightning. And I think it, it was really summed up by Laura Langman's performance because we know how good she is, but she just continues to do it on the big stage. She just went to another level. It's like she was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you know, everyone knows that I'm good. But now it was just like, bang, now everyone knows that I'm excellent. And she can just <laughs> like flick a switch within an instant and she's taking ridiculous intercepts and just causing all sorts of havoc for the Swifts. And, I mean, she forced uh, Paige Hadley to the bench and that doesn't happen often. But Hadley was, you know, she had absolutely no impact because Langman was just everywhere. So I think, like you said, that it was just really, if Langman doesn't stand up, then someone else in the in the team can. You had Carla Pretorius and Pumza Mawaini just... Doing their doing their bit in defence and yeah, it was just a, a really impressive performance. Well, on the other side of things, what what happened to the Swifts? This has been, and I know it's unfortunate that they've had injuries. Helen Howes, who's been out for the last few weeks, she actually came in and played in this one. But it's just it, the season, the, the way the season was going, especially before World Cup. Um, it's just turned to almost disaster for the Swifts. I think it just comes down to experience. I don't think. They have, most of them don't have that high pressure finals experience. They probably had a bit of pressure on them heading through that second half of the season because they'd been up there so long and it was kind of like, are they going to keep the spot? Are they not? And obviously they didn't. I think for me, they just seem to be those 
just fumbling at the basics, especially during the start of that match. There were sometimes they were they would get when they weren't like had moments in control and they had pa- passages of play and they won some quarters, or I think they, they won, won a the quarter first. and they they won a quarter and they drew a quarter. They won the first. And I drew think the, they were the just fourth, last. Yeah. yeah, there were passages of good play. I just think it took them too long to be dominant in the match, and Lightning just shut them down in all the important areas and just for me really just blew them away. I do think Helen Housby might still be a little bit not at her best. I thought when the change was made to bring Garbin on, that was a good move for the Swifts. I thought Garbin brought a lot more into that shooting circle. But uh, then again, the Lightning were just too good. I think the thing about the Swifts this season is, and we've said it before in other episodes, that um, when they make the choice to make the changes, they go really well with it. But when they're forced to make the changes, that's when they start to fall apart. Because we know that the Swifts like to use their bench. But it's but the fact that you have players like Sam Wallace and um, Hads brought to the bench because they're not able to have the impact that they're meant to have, that's when you start to kind of ask questions about it because the Lightning were just that good. They are like the only bit of bench they used was Peace Proscovia and that was for what, 10 minutes or something at the end. So yeah, it's a real issue. I was going to say, I have two points to make. One on what you just said is that I think Sam Wallace maybe is carrying an injury because looking at her knee strapping, she could put absolutely no weight on it. Well, she could, but it wasn't the same capacity that we're used to seeing. And I think also each of the shooters only... Only shot 16 goals apiece, yeah. so neither of them were dominant for the Swifts, which therefore kind of showed the defensive pressure of the Lightning. But then you also touched on Steph that they're maybe the Swifts have uh, inexperience. But you look at that lineup; you've got Paige Hadley and Sarah Clow, both diamonds. You have Nat Haythorn-Thwaite and Helen Howsby, both play for the Roses. You have Katrina Rore, who just is coming off a, a win with the Silver Ferns, so they have the experience and. While it might not be together, you'd be expecting at least one or two of them to stand up and really, you know, assert themselves on the game. Yeah, exactly. And and we know that the Lightning did beat the Swifts both times this season. So um, they were always going to go into this one favourites, but probably 10 goals was a, a bit a bit of a steep margin compared to what everyone would have thought. Um, it was really one in the third quarter, and we've spoken about it so much. That third quarter, it is the Premiership quarter for a reason. Yep. And the Lightning <laughs> win that one 18 goals to 10. It's just something that... They've continued to do, and um, it's it's just been a trademark of their game this season and, and puts them in the position that they are. And Kara Conan has just come to life, and wow, just credit to the Lightning for um, putting so much effort into her and letting her really develop yep. because she has become such an integral player. The fact that she is keeping Peace Proscovia on the bench just shows A, the amount of work she's doing off the court, but B, her ability to stand up when she is put pulling on that goal shooter bib and, you know, she's just taking ownership in that circle. And she was a little bit shaky in the first quarter, as in like she couldn't get her movement going and she wasn't being found as easily, I don't think, on the hold. But as the game progressed, she really came into her own and that's when the lightning really sparked into action. And, yeah, it was really good to see to see her just be able to play the way she wanted to play. Yeah, I think that's been a big one because obviously she's had – a few years under, uh, as the understudy to Caitlin Bassett and uh, she was never going to going to really uh, push Caitlin Bassett out of the starting role. But once Peace Roscovia came in, we kind of we thought, oh, we, we assumed Peace would be the be the number one shooter and be starting every match. But I think it was, I think the very first match of the season, Conan got the start. So yeah, yeah. it just shows how much um, 
Nolintaro does believe in Harakonen and what she's done in her two years as the backup. And now she's she's ready to take on that starting position and and really ready to be a, a, a dominant goal shooter at, at Suncorp Super Netball level. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I think that's how more teams should be using their subs. They should be really, really developing. And it's not to say that a lot of the other clubs aren't utilising their subs in the right way, but um, it just goes to show what you what can actually happen with these players if you put in the hard yards yeah. to properly develop them. And it's not like the the, the rewards won't come the week after you, you start having them. Yeah. It's going to come down the line. It's going to be six months, 12 months down the line. Um, I'm thinking off the top of my head, I look at the Magpies and you look at Matilda Garrett and Gabby Sinclair that they've got on the bench. They've been Matilda Garrett's obviously been playing Suncorp Super Netball for a few years now and um, she's had that chance to kind of come on the court. But Gabby Sinclair's one that I think has really come to the fore this year and um, staked her claim as, as a goal attack that they can look upon in the future. And now she's got those games under her belt. Next year, it's gonna they're going to reap the rewards and they're going to be able to believe in her a bit more and she can really show what she's got. So... I think that's a great move by Nolan Tyrell to, to give that, um, to put that belief in Cara Cohn and, and, and have done such a great job this season. Uh, Steph Wood, I thought, was really good as well for the Lightning. I thought um, had a really great performance. Shot 22 of 29, um, so the accuracy was maybe a little bit down, but uh, still had an awesome performance. Yeah, it's just her playmaking ability out the front. I think that often we kind of look too heavily at the shooting stats and say, oh, you know, she missed a few. And and I'm sure that's something that she looks at and goes, oh, I, you know, I need to convert more or whatever. But you also have to remember the amount of work that she's doing up the court. And all of that, she's just soaking in all that pressure and allowing Conan to be that sole shooter under the post or whatever it is. So I think we can't, we can't forget how much work she's doing everywhere else. And she had a, an excellent performance. And I think that was probably another reason why the Lightning did so well was just because she knows when to stand up and, and what to do and how to do it. And yeah, she was just really impressive. And I think Laura Sherian also helped her out with that. Yeah, they, they've just had contributors all across the court and uh, we've seen that so much this season. So they're very deserving of a grand final spot and the grand final will be up in Queensland this year um, once again. So uh, congratulations to the Lightning and a third straight Suncorp Super Netball grand final appearance. Uh, the Swifts will now meet the Vixens. We're going to the minor semi-final now. The Vixens defeating the Magpies, 62 goals to 49. And 13 goals the margin after the result from last week and um, the result from earlier in the year, the Magpies winning both of those games. But the Vixens just absolutely blew the Magpies out of the water in the first quarter, 20 goals to nine, and run away and make another prelim. I think I've said this to multiple people, but Collingwood played their grand final in the last... Uh, round of the home and well, they, away they season. They played yeah. probably uh, two grand finals in the last two weeks. Exactly. Because yeah. they knew that they had to put everything yeah. on the line to get into the finals, which is both a good thing and a bad thing because then everything's revealed. Yeah, there's, they played there's nothing all their up cards. Their, nothing yeah. up their sleeve. And you, you could see that. The Vixens were textbook. Every move that Collingwood tried to make, they were there. And I think the real difference is the Vixens, when they lost to the Magpies in the last round of the season, they were nowhere near their best whereas magpies you could tell were absolutely at their best so knowing that the vixens had so far up that they could actually go knowing they would bounce back from that i'm i'm not surprised about the um i'm more surprised about the margin than i am surprised about vixens winning i always expected vixens to come in and win Um, i think you tipped the magpies last week didn't you did I? 
I'm pretty you, sure you she You might have picked extra time maybe, but I think we were we were all leaning towards the magpies. No, I I was not leaning towards the magpies because let's be real, we all know I'm I've got the full on Vixens bias so over here. To hit you for <laughs> but seriously, I, I I did expect the Vixens to win. Even coming into that game, I was quietly confident. It I definitely never would have wasn't said it. quietly confident. I was sitting next to Taylor and it was quite funny seeing her face every time there was another penalty <laughs> going the magpies. It was like way. someone stabbed me in the heart. It was yeah. I feel I feel sorry for the magpies because Based on the last few weeks of their season, they deserved a better uh, performance uh, to to finish their season. And um, I do really like the Magpies, but at the end of the day, the Vixens were just too good. And the Vixens did yes. their homework. Yes, they I did. think that's what Can't it was. Wipe the smile off her <laughs> face. The Almost Vixen the same way, not to like reopen old wounds, but the way the Silver Ferns lost that match against Australia, did their homework, and then came out and absolutely did an yeah. amazing job yeah. in that gold medal match. I think the Vixens did similar. They lost the battle, but they won the war against the Magpies. Yeah. yeah. And I think – oh, go, no, keep going, okay. go. Um, I was going to say, yeah, basically I think they needed to lose in order to win this week, to see the Magpies at their best, work out how to shut down that midcourt because the midcourt was impressive last week for the Magpies and obviously Medhurst was too in goal attack. And I think – they just worked out which what their plays were, how to shut them down, and they just came out and did it from the get-go and were absolutely determined, and they did an amazing job. Well, Liz Watson, you look at, she just, you know, all of a sudden she just lifted. She had a really, really good game for the Vixens compared to the, the previous week when she'd played the Magpies and she'd really struggled. I think you said she's probably kept to one of her lowest uh, tallies for feeds for the year, which is... You know, an, an impressive effort, but you also have to know that that's never going to happen two weeks in a row. So she yeah. kind of just yeah. came out and went, ha like this isn't going to happen again and dominated. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I kind of look at, I'm looking at the team list now, I'm looking at some of the stats and I can't remember when I watched it, I can't remember a Magpies player really winning their matchup. No. I think yeah. the closest would maybe be Shimona Nelson. I think she did a good job, was 42 or 46 on the game. But then again, Emily Mannix was very good for the Vixens. So... Um, that's kind of the closest the Magpies get to winning a matchup on the day. So it's a really tough loss to take. And but yeah. as we said, the, the Magpies played two, basically two grand finals in the last two weeks of the season, had to go and knock off the Swiss and then had to win, had to beat the Vixens, not only beat the Vixens, but win three bonus points as well to even make the finals. Uh, so it's just amazing that they're even here and, and got this far in the season, but it kind of, um, they'll look back on it and say, well, it's kind of almost another wasted season. And I well, think, Oh, we did it again. <laughs> I was okay. just gonna say, I think um, what happened was defensively they just did not seem to click. In the game uh, in the last round of the season, Branley and Mentor were working so well together, and you could see it. It was almost like things were happening in slow motion. Jeeva would come out and get a massive intercept, and it just wasn't happening. And I really think it was down to um, the movement of Tegan Phillip and Katie Thwaites in the circle. And I and I know I bring them up a lot but <laughs> at the end of the day it was Caitlin Thwaites' movement out of the circle that she wasn't doing the week before that drew Jeeva out that gave Tegan the room to move in and I thought that was just phenomenal their movement together was insane and that's not to say that Jeeva didn't still have a really good game she was really really solid um, she got a few good deflections there but her penalty count was up a lot higher than her regular numbers and um, I think 
that was something that was really impacting on the game. And the thing is, solid won't win you games. You yeah. have to be great or you have to be amazing in a matchup against someone like Katie Thwaites who can just carve you up. In order for her to be amazing, though, I think, not to put it onto Branley, but, but I think Branley yeah. had not a great game at all. Um, and I think that was due to the work that Tegan was doing as well. And Tegan and um, Caitlin working together, as you said, it just really threw off Mentor and Branley's pairing together and... You've got to remember they haven't been playing together for that long, only this season. You can kind of – it really exploited that they're not used to playing together in that end. Yeah, well, uh, it's a huge win for the Vixens and now they book a date with the Swifts in the prelim final. And now we are very excited to be joined by Melbourne Vixens star and birthday girl for yesterday, Tegan Phillip. Tegan, first of all, happy birthday for yesterday and thank you for joining us on the Centre Pass podcast. Oh. Thank you for the birthday wishes and thank you for having me. Well, it's been an exciting weekend for yourself and your team. Uh, a big match up against Collingwood in the semi-final. Um, you obviously faced them two times in the regular season, lost them both times. But going into the into the final, what was the message and, and what was kind of um, your plan going into that one and, and the plan to beat the Magpies? Yeah, the, one of the biggest ones is that um, finals is kind of a new ball game. It's uh, not the season and uh, there's no bonus points or anything like that. So you're just going out to win um, that final, um, you know, have the final result at the end. And, and it is kind of another level um, that you play it as well. So um, we just kind of went in with a clean slate and, and wasn't concerned about um, our previous uh, you know, losses against them, knowing that we still had to go out and put um, one of our top performances out there uh, to be able to get the win, though. And what was it like playing a final at the State Netball Hockey Centre? Obviously, you guys train there and used to play a lot of games there. Yeah, it was different. Um, obviously, we do train there, so um, it was still quite familiar. I actually played in the 2013 um preliminary final there that we actually lost but um you know the girls uh who hadn't had that experience playing at that venue before um were great they just uh took it as another game and um just at a slightly different location and netball victoria uh also did an amazing job in and making it feel like um it was still our home game and um yeah it's like like that we do normally play there so yeah it was it was a, a really cool experience and the lineup has uh, pretty much stayed relatively the same this year but how do you think that there have been there have been a few minor changes and how do you think that's affected your lineup this year yeah we have um you know a great 10 players that we are able to um you know have a seven and then and bring off players on the bench and I suppose um you know being able to do that just throws something different towards the opposition it might um be to change things up for them, it might be to change things up for us. So that versatility where we can, uh, you know, make those changes, I think is a asset of ours and um, something that, yeah, you might won't be surprising if it if you see it um, this weekend as well. Yeah, and as well, what do you think's been the biggest learning curve for the team this season? Probably. Just our last uh, few years uh, for those girls that have uh, been with us for quite a few years now. Um, you know, we haven't put out the performances that we wanted. We didn't make finals last year. Um, and then for a few of the girls who have played in finals, uh, the weekend was actually their first time that they'd won in a final. So I think, um, 
yeah, you know, Simone past comment about uh, probably how we haven't uh, been able to perform the last few years and, and we just really wanted to uh, make a stance, obviously, in our game against Collingwood this weekend and then um, hopefully again this week coming up against Swift. Um, but, yeah, just probably the biggest thing is that finals is a different ball game and we just want to, you know, play play the game that we we know that we can. And this season has been a bit disjointed as a whole. We obviously had a bit of a break for World Cup. Um, a large chunk of the Vixens squad uh, was over in London. I know yourself, Kate and mm-hmm. Emily Maddox um, all were training partners and, yeah. and got a little bit of a holiday um, <laughs> in the meantime. But uh, how has the season been and how has it been going into World Cup and having that bit of a break and then coming back into the last month and, and finals of the season? It was definitely a different experience that before, and it, it was um, it felt a bit weird. You know, you you kind of start the season and you're you're playing the round games, and then um, next thing you're preparing for um, a break and everyone to depart off in in their um, different ways, whatever that may have looked like. We had obviously girls playing in other um, countries as well for their countries, so uh, we had girls staying back home, we had girls playing for a show, and then we had. Um, myself and, and Kate and Emily going as a training partner. So, um, yeah, it was definitely uh, an interesting time. I think overall the Vixens handled it well, but we wanted to have done everything we could going into the break and then knowing that when we come back from the break, we are um, have to hit the court really hard and we have to be, you know, back performing at the where we were uh, previously. Um yeah, coming coming into that that first round after the break, so we just wanted to make it easier um, for the girls who were coming back from World Cup that they just had to worry about themselves and not about the team, and that they could just find their feet again and slide their way in. Which uh, a credit to them all, they did really well. Um, and just going back to the Vixens now, what do you think the impact of Sherelle McMahon coming on as an in, uh, as an assistant coach has really had on the side? Yeah, it's been great to have Shaz uh, as assistant coach and, and we've had um, her and a couple of other goaling coaches in the past, but not probably in that full-time role. Uh, so it's been, yeah, really exciting to have her around and, and the experience that she can provide and, and just, um, yeah, kind of I'm always asking her questions and getting as much as out of it as, um, you know, having her as a coach as we can. So, yeah, she's been a positive uh, impact, that's for sure, and... and um, yeah, yeah, just lucky to have her. And you personal, personally have been in great form. What do you put that down to this season? Well, just uh, still wanting to learn, still wanting to get better and, and improve, I suppose. And obviously having Shaz has been exciting for me, um, playing the same positions. But, yeah, I just still still feel that I have um, more to give to the game um, and and I can keep pushing my ability. So I think that's kind of that driving force behind that. Who do you think is the hardest opponent you've come up against throughout the last few years, Val, you've been playing? Playing goal attack, uh, there's a few, there's quite a few good goal defences out there. One of them, Joe West, is always tough to run against at training, but I'm lucky to actually have her on my team, which is nice. <laughs> uh, but uh, obviously Carla Pretorius from Lightning, um, she's she's very good, very very smart player. So it's, uh, yeah, it's I, I always enjoy coming up and playing against her, knowing that it's going to be a, a tough hit out. And this season, obviously, we spoke a little bit about lineup changes earlier, but Katie Thwaites has come over to the Vixens. Um, you've also got 
had Mary Comwenda off with a knee injury for most of the season, has come back now, also had Ina Marie Venter in the side at times throughout the year. How has it been kind of working with a, a, a big group of shooters? Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to have, you know, so, so many um, experienced and high-quality goalers around, I suppose, in our team. Um, I played with Katie Thwaites back um, when she was originally at the Vixen, so um, obviously was devastated when MJ did her knee, but... Um, you know, the the club have done really well to get her back, but knowing we had a position to fill uh, before she was ready. So I was really excited to have Katie come over uh, and join us and, and come back to where she started and, and to be able to continue to work on that uh, relationship that the two of us already have um, had in the past. And I think, um, yeah, we both find a way to play to our strengths and, and now... Um, you know, Inna was fitting really well in that too, and obviously she's gone out with a calf injury, but then we've had MJ step up. So, you know, that versatility that we have and, and knowing that, you know, Katie can start and then MJ can go out or it could be the other way around, you know, it's, uh, yeah, exciting for us and, and something that, um, yeah, it gives the opposition something to think, something to think about. And just moving on to this week, um, how have you been preparing for the prelim against the Swifts? So far, just the same as we did the previous week. Um, we have our first court session uh, today, which no doubt will be similar to last week. It'll be um, a, a tough one with some quarters to play and things like that. We will be uh, focusing on ourselves um, and just tweaking what we need to um, against the Swiss. Um, but, yeah, it'll be treated very similar to um, as we did last week. And we'll obviously just have to travel as well. Well, Tegan Phillip, thank you for joining us here on the Centre Pass podcast. We really appreciate it. Obviously, a big week. Uh, we wish you the best of luck against the Swifts this weekend. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And once again, we are very thankful for Tegan Phillip joining us here on the Centre Pass podcast this week. Uh, obviously, a big week coming up against the Swifts in the prelim final, looking for a spot in the grand final up against the Lightning. And it's going to be a huge matchup. The Swifts are winning both of these games early on in the season. Uh, beat the Vixens 57-51 in round 12 and in round 5 uh, won the game 60 goals to 50. It's going to be a huge matchup, but those two results early on in the season probably don't um, matter anymore because both teams are in such different form to to that, to the, that, that time and um, it's going to be a huge matchup and it could go either way. Yeah, I think... Look, I said it before finals started and I'll say it again. I just don't think the Swifts are going to be able to hold it against the Vixens, if the Vixens come out like they did on the weekend, they have a look at those two matches, make some cha changes from the last time they played them, work out what needs to be done, have a look at the match the Lightning just played against them. I, th I think the Vixens should come out of this and I think they should be able to do it convincingly. See, I'd be really interested for the Swifts. I think it would be, it would be good to give Sophie Garvin the start in goal shooter and put Helen Housby on in goal attack because I think in the last quarter... Um, in the other game, they showed that they have a really strong connection. And for someone like Garvin to get the start, the Vixens wouldn't have done as much prep on her. So if they want to get one up type of thing and try and build on build some form because we know they've been a little bit lackluster the, pa the past couple of weeks, I think that that could kind of throw the Vixens' defensive unit off because we know how strong that Mannix and Joe Weston are. And so if they have a different commodity, someone new, uh, it could be really interesting to just see how they, they body up and position on her. Well, it is an interesting one because in the round 12 matchup, 
Helen Housby was out, so she didn't play. So they started Wallace Ings goal shooter and Garvin in goal attack. So uh, Wallace had a good game in that one. She shot 45 of 49 in round 12. Um, Garvin was 12 of 18, probably just didn't get involved as much as she would have liked. So it is going to be interesting to see how they do match up if Helen Housby does get the start and if they do go with Garvin instead of Wallace in goal shooter. Um, just another interesting one looking at that round 12 game was that Caitlin Thwaites only shot nine of 11. She was defended really well by Sarah For a whole Clow. game? No, for a half. Oh, I was going to so say. So she yes, came that off. that was the one where she didn't Yeah, like, she, yeah, didn't she, ca- the she came off. First. She came off about um, two yeah. minutes away from half time. That's right. And then Maui Kamwenda came on was 18 of 20 in basically the second half. So that that's another interesting matchup because if the Swiss defensive circle in, in Clow and Turner and Rorea when she comes in there, it's going to be real interesting to see if they can force that change once again and, and really um, dominate that that circle because it will go a long way to beating the Vixens. Well, if I'm the Swifts, I'm starting Rore in goal defence because I don't want Tegan Phillip to have a game like she's been having. Yeah. She's been in exceptional form. And if both Thwaites and Phillip can get on top early, that that's the game pretty much done and dusted. I'm really intrigued by this matchup because I think there's so many different dynamics that um, are all over the court. I think what will be really interesting is um, what the Vixens do if the Swifts get on top of them like they have been in the past. And we've said it before, they they play a very similar style, but when a team gets on top of the Vixens, the Vixens almost can't get themselves out of that rut. Um, so, yeah, I'm really unsure about this match. I, I mean, I came in a lot more confident about the Magpies game. I've already said that. But, yeah, this game I'm a lot more unsure about what's going to go it's down. It's going to depend on those. I think the starting sevens and if, how the coaches yeah. tweak them if they need to be tweaked, definitely. But, yeah, like I said, I'm still leaning towards the Vixens. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting matchup. And I think we've spoken about both the circles for both sides. But then um, looking into the midcourt, obviously Liz Watson had a great performance on the weekend. So did Kate Maloney. Uh, Renee Angles has been good throughout the year. Um, this Swiss midcourt, you've got uh, Paige Hadley, who's had an awesome year, was a bit down, so maybe looking to atone for, for her form last week and, and really come out firing. Nat Haythorn-Thwaite, I reckon it's pro- that was probably her best game for the year. Obviously, she's played limited, um, didn't play at all before World Cup. Um, but I think she's started to really get back into the swing of things and really get back to close to what we've seen from her previously. Um, it's... I think that's they're, they're probably the two that are really going to need to step up because if Hayfield Thwaite can can really um, beat Ingles, it's I think that's going to go a long way to, to winning this one, and it's it's a really important one for the Swifts. But can anyone really beat Ingles? It was quite like it's it's like that body game, like w- watching Ingles on Poi last week, um, and Poi was really trying to outmuscle her and get through the tight cracks and she was like, nah, you, you have to beat, past You me. have to beat Ingles with speed. You can't yeah. beat her without muscling because yeah. she is a bigger body and her her she's um strength. Yeah, nuts. she's got ex- she's got incredible strength and also her three feet defensive pressure is virtually impossible to stop. So you have to use speed and and movement to get around her. And also that just that experience. Yeah. Like just been, been having played for so long and, and been um, at the top of the, at the top of your game for so long is just um, an amazing feat, and it just really p- will play into the minds of Hayfall and Thwaite, and she just needs to to find a way around her. But that's going to be an important one. Um, before we move on, who's everyone's tit? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm still know. going. I'm still going vixens. I just like I was saying. I 
unless the Swifts come out and they do something that's going to trick them, like you guys have been saying, and find a way that to exploit a, something the Vixens haven't covered, I just can't see the Swifts winning it. I think it's going to be a, a lot closer than we're expecting. I think I'm still leaning towards the Vixens because they have been in better form, but I do think it'll be a lot closer than we were expecting. Well, I don't know what to do. Um, you know what? I'll go Vixens. The, everyone knows about the bias. I might as well exploit it now. Um, I'm going to go different. I'm going to go Swiss. <laughs> okay. um, I think just the two matchups that I've had so far this season, it's just been, they've just been too good. And I know that was before the injuries hit or well, round 12 was kind of around the time injuries hit, but I think there's just so much to like about this Swiss team. And I, I hope to see them in the grand final because they do deserve it after the season. Yeah. I'm not saying the Vixens don't, but um, the Swiss have just been um, basically all conquering except for the lightning so far this year. So it's going to be a very interesting matchup and we'll be watching very closely. Uh, finally, we're going to go through our team of the week for week one of finals. Um, obviously, only two games played, so there's going to be a lot of players from the same teams in this one. Obviously, the two winning sides. Um, in goalkeeper, we've gone with Emily Mannix. Um, she was great on Shimona Nelson. Shimona Nelson was probably the Magpies' best player, but I think Mannix's pressure um, was just absolutely elite and um, really helped Joe Weston um, do a great job on um, Gabby Sinclair and Nat Medhurst at times. In goal defence, it's Carla Pretorius. Um, there's no other option, really. Because <laughs> There's a surprise. When, when Carl Victorious is around, she's just a lock, basically. Uh, in wing defence, it's we've gone with Renee Ingalls, um, who's been an absolute star for the Vixens this season. It's, it's so unfortunate that she's hanging out the boots after this year because um, she's just been a stalwart for the Vixens and, and, and so great this season. And it'll be good to see how they can send her off. If they can send her off with a premiership, it's going to be the fairy tale, but... Yeah, and um, you can tell she's not going down without a fight. Yeah. That's what I love. It's it it you can see the real fight coming out of all the and, players. And it's, yeah, it's not just her that's fighting. It's like everyone on the team knows. Yeah, yeah. Um, they how much send is at her stake? Yeah, and it's positive. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes in center. It's obviously going to be Laura Langman. Absolutely. Uh, some of the stuff <laughs> that she was doing on the weekend was absolutely phenomenal. There are some highlights on social media that you can watch and. 202 one of the, attacking touches. Yeah, one of those, I think one of those intercepts, it might have been the second or third quarter, it was on the edge of the oh, circle. Yeah, the that was she ridiculous. She, she somehow that. got in front, didn't contact, got the ball back into play, I think ran around, like, ran around the circle, yeah. got back in court, and then helped on the, and got the assist at the other end. Yeah, it was nuts. Just absolutely insane, and, and just only Laura Langman can do that. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> wing attack. I'll just go through the last three. It's the same because they're all from the Vixens. <laughs> um, we're going with Liz Watson, Tegan Phillip, and Katie Thwaites. Um, obviously, such a dominant performance from the Vixens, and the Magpies' defensive group just didn't have an answer for the three of them. So a very very deserving spots in the team of the week. On the bench, we've gone with uh, Pumza Mawaini, Kate Maloney, and Kara Conan. Um, and Conan and Thwaites was our poll this week. We yes. did a really late night poll yeah, last night. Sorry about we that. Didn't have time. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, a lot of votes. Yeah, do go follow us on Twitter at CenterPassPod because we won't have a poll next week. We won't do a team of the week, obviously, only the one game. Um, but I think in the coming weeks, it might be after the grand final, we'll go through a team of the season and we'll probably have a poll up for that. Uh, that is all we have time for on the CenterPass podcast this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Go to netball.draftcentral.com for more Suncorp Super Netball news and reviews, and we will speak to you next week.